Welcome to KiteLine, a weekly radio program from WFHB that focuses on issues in the prison system and beyond. Behind the prison walls, a message is called a kite. Whispered words, a note passed hand to hand, a request submitted to the guards for medical care. Illicit or not, sending a kite means trusting that other people will bear it farther along until it reaches its destination. Here on KiteLine, we hope to share these words across the prison walls. Before starting with this week's theme, we wanted to share some prison-related news and announcements. The 13th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, ratified in 1865, abolished slavery and involuntary servitude. But there was one glaring exception clause. If convicted by state courts, incarcerated Americans can be slaves of the state. Four states banned slavery during last year's general elections, 150 years after enslaved Black Americans were freed. Voters in Alabama, Tennessee, Vermont, and Oregon amended their state constitution so unpaid prison labor, deemed exploitative by critics, would no longer be allowed. But as Florida's legislative session gets underway, a similar push by Black Democratic lawmakers has been halted, with lawmakers citing a climate of political fear over race-related issues in the state as well as the influence of the private prison industry. In early 2022, State Senator Bobby Powell of West Palm Beach and Representative Diane Hart of Tampa filed companion bills to create language that explicitly abolishes slavery or involuntary servitude from Florida's constitution, including as a penalty or punishment for crime. The University of Florida has used forced unpaid prison labor. After public pressure from students, the university ended free prison labor around their agricultural research sites across the state. The decision is purported to be part of the university's racial equity goals. DeKalb County Magistrate Judge A.W. Davis backed a wave of police repression in Atlanta, Georgia by denying bail to 22 of 23 peaceful concertgoers charged with domestic terrorism for opposing the construction of a police training facility known as Cobb City. Police invaded the South River Forest Music Festival at the public Wewani People's Park after construction equipment used for the deforestation was set on fire in a different location one mile away. No arrests were made at that site. Cobb City is opposed by community members by overwhelming margins. The music festival is part of the Defend the Forest Week of Action to further emphasize opposition to the police training facility. During arraignment, defense lawyers argued that bond should be granted since many of the defendants have no criminal history. Lawyers also argued that the language used in the arrest warrant was remarkably vague when referencing who damaged property or assaulted an officer. Many of the defense lawyers assert that their defendants were there to enjoy the festival. The 22 activists who were denied bond may appeal the decision before a Superior Court judge. Preliminary hearings will be scheduled. Out of the 23 charged of domestic terrorism, the judge granted one person bond. Thomas Jurgens, a lawyer and employee with the Southern Poverty Law Center, was granted a bond of $5,000. Jurgens was working as a legal observer. The Defend the Atlanta Forest Stop Cop City movement now has 42 forest protectors facing felony domestic terrorism charges. This is an unprecedented historic overreach by the state. We cannot forget about the 42 until they are free, 28 of whom are still in prison at the time, until their charges are dropped and until we are all free. As we just heard on the news, during a dramatic week of action in the Atlanta forest this month, hundreds of forest defenders sabotaged a construction site for the unpopular Cop City development. 
Police responded with an act of extreme collective punishment against the entire movement, attacking a nearby Stop Cop City music festival, tasing, beating, and arresting concertgoers at random. 34 people were detained, with 23 being charged with domestic terrorism just for being present. Maggie Gates, a 25-year-old farmer from Bloomington, was tased and arrested and is now facing these charges. People across the country and in Bloomington have mobilized in solidarity, contesting these disturbing charges and extreme police violence. Other media outlets in Bloomington, such as the Herald Times' Laura Lane, have inaccurately reported that the arrests happened at the construction site project. This false statement has been repeatedly debunked, as Gates and the other arrestees were not arrested at the construction site, but rather at the music festival. The movement in Atlanta remains unbowed, with continuing actions across the city and a large downtown rally organized by community movement builders and Black Voters Matter. Overhanging all of this is the police murder of Tortuguita in the Atlanta forest in January. Police have stonewalled any investigation, even as the police narrative has been undermined by emerging facts. Tortuguita's family released the results of an independent autopsy showing that Tortuguita was sitting cross-legged with their hands up when the police shot them to death. Among more than a dozen other wounds, they were shot in both palms. In response to the arrests, the South River Music Festival released this statement on March 8th. We applaud the brave artists and attendees of the South River Forest Festival to kick off the week of action to stop Cop City. Roughly 1,500 people attended over the weekend to dance, to commune, and to take a stand against Cop City. There's no excuse for the police violence that festival attendees were subjected to. The South River Forest Music Festival is a culmination of one of the strongest tactics of the movement. Since April 2021, Shows and cultural events have punctuated the weeks of action. The musical festivities of the movement bring people together from all walks of life to create a joyous and liberated zone in this contested space. The South River Music Festival and the other shows and cultural events in the forest are not a passive means of support for an otherwise active political group. Music is resistance and the fight to stop Cop City is made up of all the elements of our daily lives. The Sonic Defense Committee is not only made up of those who wrote this statement. We are made up of all those who are compelled to move, to act, and to resist by the sounds of the cultural juggernaut that is the Atlanta music scene. Rest in power, Tortuguita. Free YSL. Cop City will never be built. And now we hear from Tortuguita's mother at a Stop Cop City rally held at the King Center in Atlanta on March 9th. Going to hear from Portuguese's mother. Hello, my name is Belkis Teran. Uh, it's a very big pleasure to meet all of you to be in this moment and to tell you that Tortuguita is alive. It's alive in our hearts. It's alive uh, in somewhere else because I believe in eternal life. And we have to continue his legacy. He was giving food to the poor. His friends, his most, most dear friends, were people on the street. 
that every day he was giving food. And I have witnessed. Yeah? Yeah. I have witnessed yes. that he was doing that. Yes. Yes. So we have to continue his legacy. Yes. We have to make him a hero. Yes. He's not a delinquency. He's not, yeah, he's right. not a bad right. person. Right. He was a good person. Yes. He has a great heart. <laughs> and he was giving food to people, working for the community. Yes. For him, people has a light inside, no matter the skin. That's right. That's because right. we have light inside of us. Yes. And we have to believe. We have to believe and we have to heal our wounds. We have to heal all that those bad people, not only the cops, many other people that are bad. Now we have to heal because this land doesn't belong to a small group. This land belongs to everybody. Okay, we have talking about the Muscogee that they have legacy for years, years, and we have to claim for them. The blood of my son have to speak because that's that's my prayer. Yes. My prayer is that the blood of my son will speak in all our hearts, okay? We are going to win. We are going to win because we are in a good path. Love, caring. We are not talking about money or enrichment. We are talking about decency. Decency for poor people that are in the street sleeping on the floor. Okay? It's not that embarrassing when you go to downtown and you see all those bodies sleeping on the street. That is the tourism that they want to give? No. We need to feed those people, give a job, a decent job. We give attention. Some of them, they cannot work. And that's what we have to, we, that we can work, can give them. We have a, we are a community. And our community is international. International. The forest defenders are international. The ambientalists are international. Afro-descendants are international. We have to continue the legacy of love, attention, taking care of people. Taking care of people. We need to heal ourselves. We need to work for ourselves first. Okay, here, now. Working, working together, putting ourselves together in our private room, praying to God, or praying whatever you like to pray. Yeah, because now it's so many things, and I believe in that. Everybody has the right to believe what they want to believe. So, praise yourself and work together for the community. Work together for the community. 
forest defender, I called them. I called them to come here to support us. All the people from different religions come here and help us. This is a matter of the earth. Yeah. Yeah. The earth, we are talking about the earth that is dying. The earth needs our love. The earth needs our attention. And we are, we have conscience, we know that this is not right. Yes, right. And when we know that it's not right, we have to do what is right. Yes. Yes. We have to work together. Yes. Give us support together. Yes. And continue. Continue in this uh, community conscientization. Community conscientization. All, all of us, we need to be together in one step going right. further don't go by yourself yes. when we go to activities stay together don't go outside by yourself don't we need to make understand that this is the right thing to do right. we we are the correct people we are right because we are driving by love yes. by caring yes. by concern and we love all those. I love you. And I know that you love me. I love you. You love me. We love each other. This is a matter of love, caring. We have to stick together. What follows are first-hand accounts of people's experiences during the police raid of the music festival. So friends and I spent much of the day Saturday at the music festival. Um, and of course we realized it was connected to the movement to stop Cup City and defend the Atlanta forest. And Saturday was like a beautiful day at the festival. It was nice weather, people hanging out, lots of different bands, lots of different kinds of music, just a beautiful crowd. Um, and we stayed there till you know, into the night. Um, the next day, some of us came back and met up with other friends, and um, we're just hanging out. Uh, and at some point, really unexpectedly, like several police in militarized gear ran into the field on the other end of where the festival was being held because it's a big open field. So the festival was on one end and the other end was where the cops started running in from. Um, we were at that point leaving the festival because we had seen cops lined up along the road in cars and we had no idea why they were there, but it was making us nervous. So we decided maybe it was time to bounce. And as we were trying to leave and crossing the field, that's when we saw the cops um, running towards us, uh, which was terrifying and didn't know why but started to run because it looked like they were just trying to tackle people and they did tackle somebody right in front of us who we saw tased first then tackled put in a chokehold and the cop had his full body on top of this person and it was really terrifying um like chaos ensued at that moment where there just felt like there was cops coming out of the tree line from um like multiple directions just grabbing whoever they could 
Again, no idea why any of these people were being arrested because it looked like they were just hanging out at the festival or hanging out at the park. And to my understanding, we were on the public park side of this forest that is like still public land. And there was, it was daytime. Like there was no reason why we shouldn't have been allowed to be there. Um, but yeah, we got out quickly um, and we were able to get to our car and get out. Uh, but many other people, like as people were leaving, they continued to randomly grab and arrest people and sit them out of the curb. And it seems like those people were detained for many, many hours. Um, lots of people stayed in the park. So like many friend groups, I'm sure were split up. Um, and lots of people stayed in the park and banded together because it was unsafe for them to leave since people were being arrested as they were leaving. Um, and like linked arms and chanted mm-hmm. as the cops like surrounded them. Maybe like an hour or two later, the cops surrounded them. They linked arms and chanted and said, let us leave. We have children here. Mm-hmm. Um, and after the police randomly selected five people from that crowd to like negotiate with, eventually the crowd that was left behind like was able to, to push their demands on the cops and leave. Um, and so those folks did like stand together and leave safely, which was great to hear. Um, but yeah, while I was there with friends, there was like, I mean, I saw people from all walks of life, like mm-hmm. people I've known from my job, people I've known from standing up for social justice, people, you know, my friends, uh, a family, my friend used to babysit for her was there and like caught up mm-hmm. with them, you know? So it was, I don't know, felt like about a thousand people that were at the festival on Sunday um, who were there, I'm sure, like realizing the connection to the movement and wanting to support the movement, but also thinking that we were just at a music festival because we were, we were just at a music festival. We were just hanging out, sitting on blankets in the grass, um, when the police came in and just started indiscriminately attacking people. The police and their mouthpieces are spreading this blatant lie that people were arrested and charged with domestic terrorism at a protest, but that could not be further from the truth. All of the 23 people who were arrested on Sunday, March 5th, were arrested right in the vicinity of the South River Music Festival. Um, The cops had no pretense for picking who they arrested. They were just grabbing whoever they could. Um, Cops could be heard saying things like, look for people with mud on their feet, as if that could be somehow a distinguishing factor. But there's mud everywhere. So, and there was mud all around where the music festival was. So it's just ridiculous. Um, We're not gonna stand for this police overreach, this police brutality. Um, We're going to keep fighting until everyone who's been charged with domestic terrorism has had their charges dropped. We want to get everybody out of jail, and we are not going to forget about them. We are not going to let up, and I know for a fact that they're all going to be released. My name is Ashley Dixon, D-I-X-O-N, and I work for Surge, Showing Up for Racial Justice, a national nonprofit organization. Um, And yeah, so I think I arrived sometime around 
6.15 at, to, to attend the music festival, meet some friends. Um, I met up with my friends. We were just sitting there enjoying the sunny festival. <laughs> it was a very good vibe um, with, you know, lots of children uh, and families and uh, music. And basically, um, I got there late and my friends decided that it was time to head out. And we started walking and we realized that um, the exit was sort of lined with police cars and police. And we didn't know if we could exit through the exit of the music festival. So we decided to go um, on a path through the forest that someone knew to a different exit. And as we were walking, um, it seemed like from out of nowhere, this police officer um, started charging uh, I just looked up and he was like charging it felt like towards us um and so we turned and ran I was running side by side one of my friends and there were other people also part of this group uh that were not like my friends or pe they weren't people that I knew but they also turned and started running and so a, a large number of people <laughs> were running together away from this police officer who was screaming something I don't even know what but um he had a weapon and, you know, I, I went into fight or flight mode and I just, you know, my instinct was to run and I didn't really <laughs> even pay attention to what he was saying. And I just was, I was in fear for my life. And, um, and then, uh, the group that was running split off into two groups and I was still standing next to my friend and one of our groups went one way. And then I looked back and that police officer was still chasing after the other group. And then I saw him, I saw the police officer tase someone um right in front of me and I don't really know much about the person except they were wearing a bright orange shirt that I recall <laughs> um and uh and then I just kept running because I was very scared and took you know just ran through some trees basically to get to a street so that's what happened and it was just yeah I mean it's really horrible to face <laughs> this kind of intimidation just you know, trying to express your basic rights. It's, it's, there's ongoing, uh, movement repression, repression that has intensified, um, in a lot of ways. I myself have been intimidated and harassed by the police, um, as other volunteers have just for canvassing around this issue. Um, and then, you know, I was also arrested back in May just for standing on a sidewalk at a protest. Um, and, you know, this is just another incidence of people just trying to um, enjoy the sun and being targeted by these violent police. Um, so it feels very unsettling, but at the same time, I'm not going to give up and I don't think anyone else I know is going to give up and we're going to continue to protest. You know, we want Cop City to be stopped. We want all protesters freed and we want domestic terrorism charges to be dropped and we're also deeply concerned that protesters in jail are not getting the medication that they need. So I was present for the South River Music Festival on March 5th, which Atlanta cops are claiming was used as coverage for an off-site uh, protest and demonstration, uh, which didn't take place at the music festival and had nothing to do with the music festival. I just want to attest to the sheer amount of beauty and love that was expressed during the festival. There were uh, concert goers of all sorts there in solidarity and support with one another and with the Defend the Atlanta Forest campaign. 
as well as the efforts to stop Cop City. Music was brilliant, beautiful, um, and crowd goers were just immensely euphoric and happy to be there until um, the events which have been circulating the news uh, and uh, mostly supporting the cop narrative. Uh, the cops raided the festival, dispersed crowds, um, detaining 35 individuals and arresting 23 of them with disgusting charges of domestic terrorism against people who attended a music festival. That That is the ultimate action, that, that cops are uh, arresting people and charging them with domestic terrorism. Um, what was initially a, an incredible event of solidarity and love amongst forest defenders and various other supporters of the Stop Cop City movement was interrupted by what seemed like dozens and dozens of cop cars, SWAT vehicles, uh, bearcats, armed police, um, have, I should say heavily militarized police, dogs, uh, you know, armed to the teeth with pepper spray, uh, assault rifles, all the rest of it, came upon the space of the music festival and created havoc, uh, threatened the, the well-being and the livelihood of hundreds, uh, if not thousands of people who were in attendance of the festival, uh, sowed chaos and confusion amongst the crowd, um, split split the crowd up amongst itself, leading to the eventual arrest of a handful of folks who were simply trying to leave the site after fear and intimidation initiated by the cops. Um, with that said, around a hundred concert goers, myself included, remained at the location of the music festival and continued to listen to music on through the night until police encroached upon the the stage, um, cornering concert goers uh, against against the stage, uh, upon which concert goers locked arms and chanted. Uh, together at the police, let us go home, and we have children. There were multiple young, young children present up until the very end uh, of the night at the at the concert, and uh, the cops took no mind of that uh, and didn't use any degree of discretion, um, continued to intimidate, frighten, um, and threaten concert goers with arrest and charges of domestic violence on multiple accounts, pepper spraying um, concert goers, um, tasing a number of individuals and beating and brutalizing at least one individual who ended up with concussion. Um, the displays of solidarity all through the night are what ultimately allowed concert goers to go home safely and securely, uh, leave the venue with with the knowledge that they can continue to be a part of the movement and continue to support one another um, through even the most egregious displays of state violence. Um, I think the narrative that the cops are touting about what happened flies completely in the face of the truth of the events. The cops disrupted a peaceful event, a very beautiful event filled with music, love, and art, and, and all the rest of it. 
We'll continue updating you on this story. In the meantime, you can follow Defend the Atlanta Forest on Instagram and Twitter, as well as check them out at defendtheatlantaforest.org. This has been KiteLine. Please reach out if you have a news item we should cover, if you want to volunteer, or just to tell your story. Email us at kiteline at wfhb.org or send us a letter at kiteline, care of WFHB, 108 West 4th Street, Bloomington, Indiana, 47404. KiteLine is intended as a means of communication between people across prison walls. KiteLine, WFHB, or any affiliates airing this program are not responsible for the opinions expressed on the show. Thank you for listening. Stop Cop City! Shut it down! Stop Cop City! Shut it down!